Marky Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. No, whatever it is. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 97, and we have guests on the show first time ever on the show nick starkey how you doing hello hello everyone welcome to the show um this is the first time i've had you on this show um have you ever done podcasts before in general no okay so first first time on the show (laughs) first first time ever doing a podcast yeah yeah i have a mate who does a podcast and i make fun of him endlessly for doing it yeah now i'm on one Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> Hello to his one friend that joined just so, just to watch just him. to make fun of me. Yeah, be part of one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, we've I've upgraded the studio a little bit. So people that are watching on YouTube probably know this is a lot more LEDs and stuff. Um, the last episode um, that I did, um, there was the LEDs. But as of yesterday, I've added my second ice hockey jersey, which is on the back of Nick's sh- um, chair. Yeah. It is from um, it is from the movie Goon, um, and it is the, the, the <laughs> it's an ice hockey movie about a dude that goes around and uh, basically makes it into the like Premier League of ice hockey by just being a good fighter and not actually a good player. So. Mm. Great, great movie. Um, and the other one on the back of my chair was there at the last episode, but people may not know the full backstory. It is um, Casey Jones's um, ice hockey jersey from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, which is the he's kind of like the I have you you across the characters in Ninja Turtles, Nick. <laughs> uh michelangelo no so he's not one of the turtles he's like a human that has become friends with them that, oh is that right yeah he has like a like a ice hockey stick ah. and a fucking hockey mask basically um a different mask from jason Voorhees, though it's not quite like horror yeah yeah but um yeah that's, that's all i can name Okay, you, you basically, and I don't even know if that's from Ninja Turtles. I may as well have just asked who painted the Sistine Chapel. Picasso. Oh, uh, there we go, see? I'm just, there's that thing, um, I'm surprised he was able to do all that painting with his creepy turtle thumbs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, I was talking to Nick um, before the show about an audio book that I was listening about, like um, neuroplasticity. And um, apparently one of the case studies in that was once the um, Sistine Chapel was finished being painted, which took like 16 months or something, mm. the um, repetitive notion, uh, motion of having, like looking up to paint meant that it rewired the brain. So the vision was only possible by looking up. So... When it was finished, it took months to, like, retrain the brain to actually come back to normal after being looking up and focused for so long. So, that's pretty... That is pretty pretty incredible. Like, after that, any jobs that needed to be done had to be done on the roof, I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of science. Bit of... Yeah, a bit of science to kick it off. (laughs) Um, Do you like uh, mitosis and meiosis? Do you have a favourite? Nah, yeah, see, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of an IT guy, so I'm more oh, into, yeah. like, writing scripts. Like, are you a getter or a setter? 
when it comes to script coding. Yeah. 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 Hey. Okay. I reckon mitosis is my favorite. Okay. But I can't remember which one that does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about sim symbiotosis? No, symbiosis. Symbiosis. Yeah, there we symbiosis. go. Okay, that's, that's where my... we got the, the veil's gone, dude. We tried to fool them. It lasted four minutes on the dot. We we actually able to get four minutes into it before anyone could actually realise that I'm not actually a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> symbiosis. That's a good corporate buzzword to use. Just for everything. Yeah. Don't use synergy. Just say we need a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Any context. Going to the where's the bathroom? I need to do some symbiosis with my bowels. Yeah. <laughs> or the um the other side, which is um you can say um the um I I feel like this office is getting too parasitic. Yeah. Um, it's too reliant on a host, and we need to like start reducing the reliance on the host and start. That's good material, Mark. Yeah. I can't believe you're wasting it on the podcast. No, no I can't. But- <laughs> Who would have thought that that would have fucking nearly died on the vine? I'm glad that we're able to harvest that in its final stages of its fucking prosperity. Um, but yeah, the the, um, the the corporate speakers thing. Oh, um, so the theme basically of this um, podcast is stories. We've got a storyteller show coming up at the basement on the 28th of um, September. Nick's on the lineup and basically going to... Uh, yeah center most of this around stories um but one story that i've got from um office speak is i was in an interview once and i said um, they said oh what's the importance of keeping good logs and records of your work and i said look it's really important to make sure that if you have a new process or um or procedure that it's all well documented and just put into the corporate structure and, and accessible for other members of the team and they said, yeah. And I said, what did you think of that answer? And uh, the interviewer said, yeah, no, that's good. That's that's a good way to look at it. I'm like, did you notice I said documentated? <laughs> and they said, no, I didn't. I said, see, attention to detail. That's another important thing that I can bring to the job. <laughs> did you get that job? I did, yeah. I yeah. worked there for 18 months and it just about killed me. But I, <laughs> that interview went well. The rest of the job was shit outs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those jobs like early on when mm. you don't know when to call a shit job, so you stay with it for a while. You yeah. Know? Like, you don't know. You're scared of leaving something that's not good for you. Yeah, you just have hope. It'll yeah. get better. If only I sticked with it another 12 yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. This is going to improve. <laughs> and it never does. It never does. No. Um, but one thing it does improve is your ability to know when something's shit. Yeah. So when I look at it in hindsight, I'm like, well, at least I found out early on what a bad job looks like and how to cope with having a bad job. Yeah. Sometimes people um, don't have the experience of that until they have a lot more dependencies and mortgage and all that sort of shit behind them. And they yeah. don't have the luxury of being able to quit because it's shit because they have to stay with it because they need an income. Yeah. Whereas I was lucky enough that, like, um, although I could have quit at any point because I didn't have any reliance on any, anyone except for myself and I can yeah. live off fucking 20-cent noodles for, like, <laughs> as long as I need to. Um, and, uh, yeah, when I, when, I first, when I first started in the workforce, I was in retail, as most mm-hmm. people do. Mm-hmm. And um, I, um, I remember I worked at Woolworths 
when I first started, it was at Woolies. Yeah. Um, and I then transferred to a BWS owned by the same company when I turned Is that eight, a promotion? That was a, yeah, it was because um, yeah. you earned a little bit extra money working at the BWS because um, you were had to be over 18 to work there. So obviously uh, you went into that next bracket of being plus 18. Yeah. And I only worked there for about as long as I was um, down the south coast. And then I moved up to Canberra and transferred to Dick Smith, mm. which was the beginning of like getting into IT because I basically like although i was in retail i was working in the computer section so it was some experience on my resume so when i went for my first ever it job i wasn't just the guy that worked at woolies i was the guy that worked at dick smith in the computer section i could actually like set up a laptop and troubleshoot it and all that sort of stuff so it was yeah. kind, of, kind of a foot in the door and that's how i transferred my skills from retail to it and then went into smooth IT. transition yeah nearly. just killing it mate. yeah yeah and then tr dick smith transitioned from a functioning company to a <laughs> pile of trash <laughs> um into a bankrupt agency yeah <laughs> that sold out so bad that even in their closing down sales people actually were just buying the shelving units that the shit was on oh were they no joke you could go in there and everything was sale one of the last sales they would have done was probably the fucking till <laughs> it was like Ooh. they literally just liquidated everything good, that was good prices but um well i mean you can't <laughs> beat dick steals um, <laughs> but, uh, um but yeah so i i did all that and then i um yeah i went i went that's how i went into went into that but yeah retail was definitely something i learned was like shit like to it was hard lessons to learn working in retail yeah but you i yeah got through it i guess a lot of people i think should work in retail or hospitality at least at some point to like get through it but when i was working at dick smith back to me not eating much or having mm. it i used to for lunch when i first got my corporate job i was so used to having no fucking money yeah that i started in my corporate job and i had to fully buy like a week before i started because my first job was monthly pay yeah and once i quit from my retail job because i was casual they just didn't give me any shifts because i was leaving they're like well fuck that guy mm. so <laughs> i managed to start just after a pay cycle so i now just started my job i'd been already uh like three weeks without pay yeah. i had to buy a whole bunch of suits and shit that made me like up to scratch when it comes to the uniform in yeah. the office and on top of that, it was going to be another like three weeks until my next payday. Yeah. So here I am wearing my low suit <laughs> in my new corporate job, <laughs> eating no shit, fucking um, <laughs> boiled rice with pepper for lunch every day. Ooh. like to try and give it some flavor there was like a in the tea room there was like a pepper shaker there. oh one of those one of yeah. those like cafe peppers yeah the the fucking oh. the, the old saxa oh. you know the saxa salt yeah. like one yeah. of those but pepper yeah oh, they're so, awful so um luckily before probably damaged your organs probably yeah. permanent damage yeah. yeah um but the um the saving grace was yeah when i um when i first moved out um mm. i bought like a 20 kilo bag of rice and i just kept it and for some reason that was my way of prepping for that corporate job <laughs> i didn't even know 
Yeah, um, you must have been like the only person who bought a low suit and wasn't going to court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or um, a politician <laughs> like <laughs> that wanted to. Um, what was it? Um, who's that? The 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 poly that was um, in the that owns the mines. Um, uh, oh, big guy. Yeah, yeah. Clive Palmer. Clive Palmer, dude. Yeah. So no shit. This was at the same time that Clive Palmer. Clive Palmer was in politics a lot, like he was mm. like on TV a lot. And I'm glad you mentioned that because no fucking shit. I'm in the tea room. Yeah. And because I bought one of the suit packages. So it's not just the suit, it comes with a matching shirt and tie, like ah, that complements the colours. That's just good value. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't say no. It'd be <laughs> stupid not to. <laughs> so I walk in to the tea room. I'm eating my boiled rice with fucking pepper. Mm and on the TV in the tea room is Clive Palmer doing a speech. Mm. And then I realized we were wearing the exact same suit. So I did some research and Clive Palmer actually boasts that although he's a politician and a billionaire, yeah. he still shops at Lowe's. He's like a spokesperson for him. Wow. My and court I, comment rings true. It's <laughs> fucking true, yeah. And not to mention, he's the only it's the only place you don't have to pay a fortune to get a fucking 6XL. <laughs> 6XL. So that's probably actually why he doesn't do it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll skip over that detail, Clive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, Clive. Um, yeah. yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck at your court date, mate. <laughs> um, soon enough, I'll fit into his fucking suits <laughs> if I keep fucking going, man. I've, tell you what, yeah. I've eaten a lot more than fucking rice, and, rice and, um, and pepper these days. Like, now that I think that when I can afford to eat out, I do it all the time, dude. What about yourself? You, you, you're pretty trim. You just came back from the gym. How, um, how, how's yeah. your... Do you, do you keep fit? What do you do for fitness? I uh, go to the gym. I like to do weights. I don't like doing cardio because cardio makes me pant. Yep. And then I go, oh, this sucks. This is no fun. Yeah. I'm breathing heavily. Yeah. Um, so I go to the gym, do some weight training. Mm. Deadlift makes me pant though. Yeah, yeah. Deadlift makes me, that works me hard. I did deadlift today. Yeah. 300 kilos. Oh, shit. No, <laughs> no not even close. Just joking. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just pretty much just gym. I'd like to go for more cardio. I think, I think that'd yeah. be good for me, especially coming back from America. Yeah. Yeah. A few extra kilos. Yeah. Do you reckon it's harder to, um, to eat better when you're traveling? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, the only thing you can rely on to not, to like not gain heaps of weight yeah. is just skipping meals. Yeah. Especially in America, everything's so generous. Yeah, was it like that? Like yeah. everything was generous? Portion sizes are massive. Yeah. I did like that, though. I like that in a restaurant. I don't like going to one of those degustation ones. Yeah. And then you pay $140 and you're like, I still want to. I'm just going home via KFC. Like, yeah, yeah. This was good, but I'm not into the artistry yeah. of the cooking. I just want good food. I don't care if it's all <laughs> chopped the same. Just give it to me tasty. Speaking of uh, skipping meals, like, <laughs> I went when I was I went to Melbourne a few months ago. Yeah, um, and it reminds me of because uh, I go down every year. Yeah, and I've learnt how to sort of eat when I'm travelling, or not. Melbourne's not really travelling; it's still within Australia, I guess. But mm. it is travel, but it's my version of travel. Fucking <laughs> not far. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
Um, the first time I went down there, I didn't know how to like plan meals and all that sort of shit. And yeah. also like stuff that you can keep in a hotel fridge and it still be okay the next day, that sort of food. Yeah. So I skipped lunch and I'd been getting tattooed all day and I planned dinner at this really nice restaurant down there called mm. Mionair. Yeah. It's like a Viking restaurant. Viking? Yeah, Viking. Please thing. explain a little okay, more. Okay, so it's basically um, they... Um, it's the, there's one in sydney as well but the yeah. one in melbourne you basically it's like this it's, it feels like you're going back in time right yeah you just walk into this like speakeasy style yeah. restaurant um it's all decorated with like viking um like themed um furniture um mm. there's like a giant like the bow of a ship coming through the wall um as you go in there's a big staircase and that's like the centerpiece of it yeah you walk into like the dining area all the tables are like wooden um tables sort of similar to like style of the period of the viking period yeah early like whatever um the year 700 i guess and um yeah all that sort of stuff and then you, the sort of menus are like really rustic and like the meals are very like like protein and veg style meals um they so that's serve, the cuisine like old school english maybe yeah, yeah basically um the sort of stuff you'd eat if like you were in skyrim um <laughs> and uh yeah. they have like they sort of bring out like uh like a leather pouch they roll it out on the table and you select which knife you want all different bone handles and blades oh. and stuff it, um do they have funky names for all the dishes yeah there's, yeah there's they have like traditional viking names for some of the stuff yeah. and you end up just pointing to the the fucking the number um like the item um they've got like they serve mead and that sort of like sort of stuff yeah it's pretty cool sort of restaurant um it's yeah. the first time i'd ever gone there right yeah so I, i've been there three times and this was before the first time i yeah. skipped lunch i'd been getting tattooed all day and i was yeah. like oh um our booking is for eight o'clock so i'm just gonna go downstairs and like yeah get some like a small thing from the fucking like cafe downstairs at the hotel before we go out for dinner because i'm uh -huh. so hungry i don't think i can wait for another hour yeah yeah i go downstairs order the smallest bowl of chips they can but because it was forced into me not to like waste food it ended up being quite a generous size i ate the whole fucking thing and then am full when i go to this fucking restaurant <sighs> and they bring out all this awesome shit man and yeah. i fucking ate pretty much all of it there was a couple things i didn't but it was just like uncomfortably full just for the sake of enjoying like the shit that yeah. they had do you have a stitch um yeah but it was only one and in time it saves nine so yeah a stitch in time saves nine have you heard that no okay hence well. my furrowed brow <laughs> <laughs> um all right well uh hope someone out there's <laughs> laughing because that fucking bombed with nick stuff <laughs> um but yeah anyway so that's that was like me trying to plan meals i've learned now to like sort of space it out a bit better also be a bit smarter about when getting tattooed to yeah. like fucking not um go all day without eating because it's pretty it's pretty fucked on the body to get tattooed all day like you just yeah it's like because you're just tense and like in pain so 
I I don't know what it's like to be tattooed, but I, it looks painful when I see it on the telly. Yeah, it doesn't look like a fun experience. Some are better than others. Yeah, um, but yeah, for the most part, even it even it does tingle a bit if you got even in a good spot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look, this is the fucking storytellers podcast, all right? Yeah. And I feel like all I've done. Is invited a guest on so that I can tell you my stories. You're not here for that. You could just listen to the podcast if you wanted to do that. <laughs> tell us some. So before anyone starts bitching about me fucking not giving you a a, a, a foot in the door, <laughs> all right? You know Nick's friend out there. I'm just leaving plenty of meat on the bone. Yeah, fuck for, you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want Nick on the podcast, at least you'll have some stories to tell because you didn't fucking get a chance to tell any of them here. <laughs> um. So you mentioned you went to the, the states. You're not long back from that trip. What was that mm. like? Tell us, tell us a story. I'll let you, I'll let you take the take the director's chair for a little while. Let's give us a rundown from go to woe the yeah, trip right. to the US with all the highlights. Highlights. All right. So first of all, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. where you landed. Yeah, that's where I land. Well, I landed in LA. Yeah, LA LAX is fucking weird. Yeah, you go in. I thought I'd, like, get a nice greeting to America. Because this is my first time I travelled overseas. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought when you travel overseas, there'd at least be, like, a flag and then, a, like, some words that say, thanks for coming, welcome to America. <laughs> there was not that. Um, you didn't get the Eddie Murphy welcome? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go in. I get my bags, go through customs, and then I have to get a connecting flight to Chicago. And to get the the walk between getting the bags and getting the connecting flight is through a construction zone, which oh. stunk. Like, right. Because it's probably a combination of a city with 15 million or whatever people mm. plus construction. Mm. And they, they seem very laissez-faire about construction in America. Like I saw so many people jackhammering without headphones oh okay it's how are they gonna hear the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah tried telling them about it but they, they yeah they had but, no idea <laughs> well the good thing is if you jack him without headphones it's like having headphones on for the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> that's wise <laughs> yeah um so yeah lax fly into chicago mm -hmm. and then chicago's meeting up with my mate who has his own podcast okay. but his podcast probably fucking terrible it's like nrl fantasy oh right yeah where yeah. they like analyze who's making the most tackles they probably then... at least get sponsors on like mine <laughs> <laughs> fucking sports yeah. bet or whatever it is their version is but they they just be dumb observations like mm. oh damien cook made 38 tackles so he's worth buying whereas yeah. if you listen to this podcast ladies and gentlemen you can get observations like oh, i bet tattooing hurts <laughs> <laughs> oh that was good from me <laughs> fantasy tattoo league <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm going to his wedding yeah um, well i went to his wedding yeah um and then we we hung around chicago for a few days i saw a few things saw van gogh's self-portrait oh that was a highlight yeah like the actual self-portrait you seen very, the actual one yeah how very big was it in real small. life small yeah was, i was here that like like the, the mona Gogh's. lisa and shit like though that's not a van gogh but just yeah like all the f i'm just saying in general famous artworks when people see them in person mm. are like 
it's so much smaller than it fucking like you would imagine. Yeah, it was tiny. Mm-hmm. I took a shitty photo of it that I will never look at again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was, yeah, that was good. We had so we had two nights in Chicago. <laughs> It's just so funny to take a shit photo of something that's got really well photographed. <laughs> like, the, like you can look up artwork online where someone's taken 4K resolution images of. Yeah. But you're just like, nah, I'll just get a quick camera phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you bootlegged it. <laughs> the, whole, the whole trip, because I don't take photos very often. I take fuck all photos because I'm like, I want to live in the moment. I don't want to be... I want, I want to appeal to the boomers. Mm. We'd be one of those people who doesn't have his phone out at a concert. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this trip, I made a conscious effort to be like, I'm going to take photos. And most of them have my finger in them. <laughs> and most of them are horrendous and I'll never look at them again. There's yeah. very few that are good. Mm. I don't think there's any of me. Yeah. Which is, I probably should have done that. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. We live and we learn. Yeah. Um, so Chicago, we had two nights, like two big nights. We had a rehearsal dinner, which I've never heard of. Mm. Is that, I don't know if that's an American thing. I was going to ask you, but then I remember that you're not American. I've heard that they are a thing, but I think just like a lot of American traditions, they're slowly flowing over into Australia. Yeah. So like anyone that does it in Australia is probably just doing it because it's like an American tradition that they've copied over. Yeah, yeah, we we do a lot of that. Yeah, so we had that. that was, Halloween. Yeah, we, that was, I love Halloween though. Do you? Yeah. Why? I, I just I'm a horror kid. I yeah. like I like that shit, and I just like the idea of actually um, enjoying something just for the sake of enjoying it. I don't have yeah. to, you know. I I still reckon that like Australia is great. We have a lot of cool things, but why can't we just choose to like adapt? like other stuff which we also think is cool yeah i don't know i i've got a um teaser for an upcoming episodes i've got it i've got an american mate from brooklyn yeah he's been on the podcast before and Mm. he's coming back for a halloween episode where he's going to tell a whole bunch of stories from halloween so that's coming out um closer to halloween it'll be yeah um, it wouldn't be now yeah, yeah, so this this one's now in September. That that one's going to be in the next few episodes. So yeah, yeah number a hundred. Uh, so I've planned number a hundred. Um, it's coming up, but that'll be before hundred. No, a hundred's going to fall probably around um November. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. so um, what was I saying? Oh, rehearsal dinner. Yeah, rehearsal dinner. I did a speech. Oh, really? The old, you know, Nick's a stand up. Yeah, yeah. Give him a crack. But it was, we went well. Yeah, it went well. Yeah, it went was really it, well. Yeah, yeah, I was very happy. Five, with it. it was a tight five. I had, I had ten minutes. Yeah, and then three, like three minutes before I had to do it, uh, the bride came over to me and was like, "Can you cut it down to five? Oh, she gave you the light before you even got on stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did it because you know got to be accommodating. Mm. But uh, yeah, like I'm just lucky because it was in a list. Form. You just cut out all the good shit you had to say about her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I should have done that at the end. Like everything that was nice that I was going to say about you, I had to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I had five minutes on each person. <laughs> I had to make a conscious choice with who I was getting rid of. <laughs> I've known him for longer. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do that because I am such a good person. Yeah, you fifty-fifty it. 
No. No. <laughs> like 90-10. Oh, okay, yeah. But she's American. I was going to say go, I don't go to America, so I don't know her as well. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's fair. I don't have, like, juicy stories yeah, yeah. about her. If I did, that would be weird. Yeah. That would be frowned upon, I yeah, think. Yeah, I've got a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, how did you come across these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, so you you got... um. You, you did a rehearsal dinner, and that's where you did the rehearsal speech as well, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, the idea of a rehearsal dinner, it's basically the exact same thing as the wedding, but without the wedding. Is that right, or what is No what? ceremony. Yeah. I'll it's like a close friends and family right. come and chat, like a mingling thing. Right. It feels, felt, felt like a corporate networking in times. Right. In a good way. Is it dress up as well? Uh, like yeah, semi-casual? Yeah. Yeah, shirt and chinos. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But not what you're going to wear on the day sort of thing. Nah, nah, that's it. We wore a tux for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bow tie. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finally, your outfit would have matched match your mustache. <laughs> 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 I wish I didn't tread on my dick with that punchline, <laughs> dude. I fucking had that G'd up so well in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's life. Mm. That's... There's that American comedian, Colin Quinn, who always trips over his punchlines. I love Colin Quinn. He's funny, but he is funny. Yeah, I love Colin Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah big fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, so rehearsal dinner. This is, how long are you in the, in the States for? Like a week, is it? Or We're in the States for three weeks. Three weeks, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is all within the first week? This is the first week. Yeah, yeah okay. So Chicago, wedding was unreal. Yeah. Like, I had such a good time. Yeah. I was told afterwards that I had the best time, as in I was dancing the most. And there's there's 170 people there. Yeah. I went hard. Because yeah. they had unlimited drinks. Right. And one of the drinks they had was Glenlivet whiskey. Oh, okay. Which is not an... Ex it's pretty expensive. Yeah. yeah not yeah. cheap. It's not a cheap one, yeah. No. Yeah. So good you... alcohol to have. Good alcohol to have maybe 10 of. <laughs> yeah. Or sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Glenlivet. Yeah. yeah. So I need I need this. <laughs> uh, so you were Glenliverding it up at the um, at the party. Oh, I had a lot. That's the that's the sting for the ad. <laughs> you guys can use that by the yeah, way. Yeah, just give me credit. I had ten Glenlivets, about yeah. about ten, yeah. which for me is a lot. Glenlivet, the best drink to drink when it's free. Yeah, no hangover. <laughs> <laughs> can I have to scratch that last bit? We can't fucking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Um, Glenn Livet, yeah. So you, uh, I didn't have a hangover. That's true. Oh, really? No okay. hangover after ten of them. Wow. I know. I felt like I was eighteen, and I did on the dance floor. There was a a lady. She was wearing thongs. Yeah. Because I guess she's wearing heels, and then she can't dance in heels. Yeah. Probably should have brought runners. Yeah, true. But thongs was what she was wearing. And Nothing like wearing a fucking wedding frock with a set of kicks, dude. <laughs> the Nike ones down there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the bride did that. Oh, really? Yeah. But I don't mind that. I think that's sensible. I think it it looks interesting, but it's sensible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so... So but, I was dancing, and they're playing lots of music that I like, which I didn't expect to hear. Because I was expecting more like... Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran stuff, which I don't really get into. Yeah. But they're playing old soul music, like Marvin Gaye. And, oh, yeah. And Jackie Wilson Let's get and it stuff. on and shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. They played. Did they? I think they did, because I, I was like, I better not make this too sexual. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, just when you thought. 
But they were playing all this great music and then I started jumping. And this lady in the thongs was right behind me. You can probably see where this is going. I trod on her foot, landed on her foot rather twice. First time I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then like three minutes later, she came back out and I landed on it again. Mm. Fool me twice, shame on you. Hey? Yeah. And I felt <laughs> bad because she was in a lot of pain. But at the same time, thongs on the dance floor. When you, She could see that I was jumping. Yeah. Not to... Am I victim blaming? I don't know. Mm, I don't know, man. I think she was trying to get some sort of compo claim from Clan Livet. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. No, nah, nah, dude. I think what you actually did was um, God's work. You um, helped her realize that, like, sometimes when you make bad choices, you have to suffer the consequences. Yeah. And if that happens to be. Um, I mean, a fucking crushed foot. Then <laughs> that's what life. Is. What were you wearing, by the way? What, what like shoes? those, like dress shoes? Dress shoes, yeah. yeah. Dude, no Four hangover, shines. but your feet were killing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was... your feet were hung hung over, but you, the rest of you was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to look at my feet the next day. They would have been mm. manky. Yeah, yeah. And Let's she... pause on that for a minute. Okay. They would have been mankies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but the wedding was great. I had yeah. a great time. Yeah. What sort of setup are we looking at here? Is it like a whole um, yeah, like carpet with a dance floor made of wood? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I thought of, think of it like half the Cordon Pavilion. Have you been to the Cordon Pavilion? No. It's just concrete. And no one that's listened to this podcast has either, so. Oh. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Done the survey. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the only one that listens as I edit it. After that, no one listens to whatever I get. But, um... Yeah, yeah the, it's it's just like I a think, big yeah. concrete thing. Yeah. And then they put floor on top of it. Oh, okay. And they, we had a ceremony, cocktails, mm. dinner, and dancing, all in separate rooms. Mm. They put on... Yeah, it would have cost a mint, but it worth it. Mm. It's just, well, I say worth it because I had a good time. Yeah. Up to them to decide if it's worth it. Yeah. Um, but it was unbelievable. In your outlay, it was worth it. Yes, in my view. Yeah. yeah. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we have another one next year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as you're leaving after 10 Glenlivet, you say to the groom, oh, this is really good, man. You'll have to bring me back for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was within the first week. So I'm assuming because you're already over there, like I may as well have a bit of a trip while I'm there. Yeah. Okay. So did you uh, spend the whole time in Chicago or you no. tripped around? Tripped around. Was that the end of the Chicago That's the end leg? Of Chicago. Okay. That chapter is coming to a close. Okay. It's After a... that, we went to Memphis. Nice. Because I love my soul music. Yep. Love all of that stuff. We went to, yeah, Memphis was we a weird city. Mm. In my view. Yeah. Like it was, I didn't live, live up to my pre, uh, I guess, expectations, like my right. preconceived notions of what it was going to be like. Yeah. It was not like that. Right. You go there, it's like a ghost town. Oh. And there's just nobody on the streets, but a million people live in Memphis, but you just don't see many of them. Yeah. 
They knew you were coming, so just like in Blazing yeah, they, Saddles, they, they set home. up another one next to it <laughs> with no people. Yeah. <laughs> just so that's walk through it. I'll be thinking about that tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we go in. Yeah, there's just no one around. It was like 37 degrees every day. Dry heat? Yeah, dry heat. Okay. Oh, it was moderately humid. Okay. I hate humidity. I can deal with dry heat, though. Yeah, we sweated a lot. Like You have to change every couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did a few things. Change thi- yeah. your clothes? Yeah, change opinions. my clothes. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I didn't change my opinions. Yeah. They After are the rock solid. Day. After the first day, you're like, they they lowered by the sounds of it. I, yeah. I would say Memphis was my favorite city that I went to in terms of the attractions. Okay. The attractions were unreal. Right. However, what, what else was there? Aside we went from nothing. To, went to so uh, Sun Records, okay. which is like Johnny Cash. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, li- I listened to a podcast with this guy called Dean Delray. He's a yeah. comedian, and he he's like an old rocker, and he um, talks a lot about um, that rock memorabilia and shit like that, ah. and, and iconic um, players, I guess, in the yeah. fucking scene. Yeah. yeah, Sun Records was good. Um, I got a I got a photo mm. holding the exact microphone that they auditioned every single person who went through Sun Records with. Oh, they still have it, and they let everyone take a photo with it, which I think is a pretty cool, nice little touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so who held that? Do you think at some point Elvis held? Yeah, that? they said he did when wow. Elvis auditioned in nineteen fifty four or whatever. He touched and sang into that microphone. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, then we did the Civil Rights Museum. Yeah. That was... What sort of microphone was it? I'm picturing like one of the old school, like <laughs> yeah, heavy... Yeah, like it's grilled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not the fast food restaurant. No, but it looks like a steak grill. Yeah. But it's rectangular. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of those ones. Like you'd picture when you think of a 1950s microphone. Yeah. Yeah. The the place that some comedy clubs decide to use for their poster to show people that they're a comedy club by putting a microphone on the poster. Yeah, they put those ones, don't they? Yeah, they all tend to use that because it's like a it's a it's getting to the point now where that is becoming a cartoon of an actual microphone and not actually a microphone. Yeah. Like it's so like it's it's become a hyperbole of itself. Yeah, and I think as well that microphone symbolizes comedy. It does. More so cuz if you see a regular microphone, music, music. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what it, this one would be podcasts. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a good or, or radio maybe, podcast or radio, depending on which era you're from. I yeah. think like if I showed it to like my parents vintage they'd say radio. Mm. um and then my vintage podcast yes yeah um so you went to sun records yeah and then from there civil rights museum yeah that was really good really well done learned so much it was at the exact site where martin luther king was assassinated oh and you can yeah i don't actually i don't know how much they have like rules on like how much you can say after you've been so I will leave it there. But it's very good, and I'd recommend anyone who goes to Memphis to go because it is quite a moving experience. Did you hear that, FBI? You can stop listening, you fucks. If I can, you're not going to get. You're me. making sure that you weren't going to rat. 
Yeah. Actually, keep listening. I need the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Civil Rights Museum was great. Went to Beale Street as well, which is like a big music vibe. Yeah. All the blues and all of that. B.B. King's Club was unreal. Mm. That was, yeah. The whole thing. And That's then the awesome. next day was really good as well because we went to Stax, yeah, which was the number one attraction in America for me. Yeah, do you know Stax? No, I don't. What is it? So Stax was a soul record company, right, in the sixties and seventies. Okay, so a lot of very famous soul music came out of Stax, and a lot of musicians would go to Stax to record because their in-house band was so talented and good. Yep. They're the Blues Brothers band. Okay. Um, like Otis Redding. Yep. Went, there was Stax Artist and Isaac Hayes and lots of old school soul singers. Yeah. The okay. Staple Singers. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I love the Blues Brothers <laughs> movie. I just don't know a lot about it. My, my old man's big blues guy. Like, he likes blues and uh, he likes a lot of, like, like harmonica sort of stuff as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a kid... Mm. like show us how to play harmonica yeah and then eventually like just realize that that's a, like as well as a recorder probably the dumbest thing you can give a kid because <laughs> <laughs> there's the fucking pure noise of that coming out of <laughs> all day i still keep a harp just because of my childhood like i don't play don't or play, anything yeah. but i just you know i just keep one because it's a cool instrument i reckon yeah yeah. And people that can fucking play a harp is crazy. Like, if you're real, like, you ever see a really good harp play, you're like, fuck, man, it's actually, it's like bass. Mm. You can play it as, like, a background thing to, like, a band. Yeah. But if you find someone that's, like, solely a harp player or solely a bass player, yeah. they can be, like, their own attraction without a band behind with them like if you're just truly good at that instrument you can just play it without needing anything else if you're just really good yeah yeah there's a few players i can think of like that yeah yeah but yes yeah, stacks was really good and one thing i really liked about memphis was that it it talked about country music yeah because when i listen to all that old music there's country influences everywhere in both, yeah, in rock music, in soul music, yeah. in, in the blues, and also country music's heavily influenced by gospel and the blues and rock, mm. especially in like the 50s and 60s and 70s and stuff. Mm. When you listen to it, it sounds pretty similar and you can see that there'd be a lot of trading between the genres. Yeah. And I like the fact that they talked about that and the influence that had on the music. Because now I think people kind of think of country music as... This are separate sort of hillbilly shit, mm. which if you listen to the country pop, it is. <laughs> There's so much crap now yeah. for the country music. Country music now is struggling. There's lots of good stuff, but they call it Americana. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to distinguish it. If it's country, if it's a modern artist and they call it country, don't listen to it. Mm. If they call it Americana, it's probably in the Johnny Cash Waylon Jennings, Dolly Parton kind of mould. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that part of it because I've been blabbering on about that in Canberra for years. Yeah. Been like, no one gives country music the respect it deserves. <laughs> ah! We're the fucking bush capital, damn <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it was good to see that. Um, yeah. And then we went back to Beale Street and that 
left us at Memphis. Mm. That was what we did in Memphis. A few other museums that were all right. And it was a good time. Yeah. But then when you walk between an attraction and the hotel, it's like this is such a weird city. I mean, I guess it is 37 degrees, so people wouldn't be out and about. Maybe that impacted things. But at the same time, it was weird to walk around and there's barely any cars as Mm. well. Mm. Just weird. Uh, We had someone tell us, come up to us and say that they don't invest in Memphis. Yeah, right. They invest a lot. The politicians like to invest in Nashville. Yeah, okay. But not Memphis. Huh. Oh, um, something I just remembered of from the South Coast, I mentioned that before. Um, There's a guy down there called Texas Dave. He brings a lot of, um, of like that Americana type music and Mm -hmm. stuff to the South Coast. In the 90s, he had a bunch of like, like, old school dudes he brought out yeah um to australia just to play gigs here shit i gotta keep an eye out yeah he love that stuff yeah he um he always goes on about uh, uh, there's a bunch that he really likes but yeah he's he's a he's a cool dude like he's he's a real he's like a character of himself just (laughs) like the microphone he's like yeah basically yeah like um super well spoken like english dude but mm. he's helped really into texas stuff ah. he's just got like he wears like a texas hat <laughs> with like a bowler tie and like just like mm. a jacket with the fucking frills and shit does and the flag the, the texas flag is... he has that on a lot of shit yeah um and he owns a music shop called planet tex music in maria mm. yeah and he's really cool he's part of the he helps out he helps out a lot for gigs down the coast in fact he runs an open mic down there which really I, yeah i'd like oh. to make my way down there at some point and do that yeah it's it an open mic as in music as well but oh yeah but yeah he, he's really supportive of the scene so i guess a lot of the things i know about that type of music all comes from him bring, introducing it to the south coast yeah um, wow i gotta check that out yeah, next he, time I'm down the south coast. He's a good dude. If you're yeah. into that sort of music, oh, yeah. man, yeah. you can talk to him for hours about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I probably will. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anyone in Canberra I can talk to about like Dolly Parton albums. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> no one gets it. But I'll, I'll um maybe I'll show you off air, but he's basically, he's got a whole bunch of stuff on his like Facebook of photos from him from the 90s with a bunch of dudes. Some of them passed now. Yeah. Um, he used to run um, the... Yeah, like a like a uh, Texas radio segment on like mm-hmm. Thursday nights. He'd just play a whole bunch of like cool old like blues and shit on there, ah. and, and yeah, all that sort of shit. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll get in. I'll get around this guy. Yeah, he's yeah. good, man. He used to yeah. really bring it too. He'd bring in like the train horn. Like you ever seen that instrument? It's like a block of wood with. Like, oh yeah, yep. Yeah. He'd like randomly play that as the intros and shit like that he'd be like all right now we get to hear this band and like he'd just bring the fun into it or sometimes he'd like leave the mic on while he was doing it so you'd hear him singing along to the song while it was live on air yeah yes sometimes he'd do it on purpose man he'd just leave it on there and sing along this man sounds like a man i need to meet yeah yeah he's uh he's he's full of stories really cool dude so you go from there to you go from uh you're you're in memphis and from there new orleans yeah what a city i love new orleans 
your the vibes were great. You, I mean, the it was, the temperature was still about thirty six, thirty seven every day, so there were certain things we couldn't do, like a big appeal of New Orleans was that there was going to be music on the street. No one's playing a trombone in thirty seven degrees. Yeah, like, like, all right, I'll give today a miss. <laughs> um, but I loved it. There's music. The, uh, the, so there's two streets, two main streets in New Orleans. Bourbon Street and Frenchman Street. Yep. Um, Bourbon Street is tourists, mm. where tourists pay. I hear it can be rough at night, though, Bourbon Street. Yeah, we didn't do it. Yeah. The exorbitant. Well, I guess some of it's cheap and some of it's very expensive. Sure. But it's just people everywhere, and they're all hammered at all times. And there's a lot of people there with very weird vibes. Yeah. Because they've come to New Orleans to live it up it's a place where they go and they do so the vegas of the south yeah all kinds of drugs and things and then they just walk around i saw people in like spider-man morph suits and shit right just casually in 37 degree heat wearing a spider-man morph suit drinking like just pure vodka that's like this big Um, for for the people listening, it's ten centimeters. Is a ten centimeters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, the vodka was people. It, Bourbon Street's just wild. When we went into the hotel, he's like, "Do you want to go to Bourbon Street? Because it's very touristy." I'm like, probably not. Mm. Like, good good move. Because don't don't hang around there at night. Yeah. Um. So we were mainly on Frenchman Street, which is the music street, where they have all these incredible acts playing all kinds of music they're all so much more talented than a lot of the local bands you get in care for you know when you go like pjs or something mm. and if they can sing and not sound like ed Sheeran, and you're like oh this is so good yeah yeah <laughs> this is this is the best saturday night ever this why per- haven't they been signed to a record label <laughs> someone please help this person yeah. out <laughs> and they had you're leaving money on the table <laughs> <laughs> yeah all of that like Ziggy Albert's kind of vibe, yep. just an acoustic guitar, and then uh, soft vocals, really twee. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it's very hard to do that well, and usually you can only do it well if you're writing the songs yourself. Yeah, and they're like deep and meaningful. Otherwise, it sounds shit house. Mm, mm. So, and the people that can do it well are already doing it well and getting paid heaps of money to do it well. Yeah, because there's a huge market. Yeah. yeah. So New Orleans, yeah, Frenchman Street, bloody unreal. Mm. Music, people pulling off, like there was a lady who pulled off Aretha Franklin. Mm. It's bold. Mm. When she announced it, like, oh, I'm going to be singing uh, Rock Steady now by Aretha Franklin. I'm like, good luck. Mm. I, hope, I hope she hits all the notes. Yeah. If she can hit half of them, that's a great achievement. She hit all of them. She sang, she didn't sing like Aretha, but she, she sang really well. Did you close really your eyes well. when you listened? Oh, yeah. I was transported. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the 60s. Yeah. That was great. All the acts were incredible. Mm. Love New Orleans. The food. Oh. I mean, Memphis had good food as well. Good Memphis barbecue. Yeah. But then New Orleans had all the fish. Mm. I love fish. Yeah. Fresh fish. You know how in Canberra you go to a restaurant and if you order prawns, you get like six? Yeah. You don't get six in New Orleans. Yeah, like 30 yeah for the cool. same price mm. and they're fresh and they're like why fuck around yeah yeah it's a very generous one thing i really liked about america was how generous it was yeah there's no pretensions 
there's just, oh, I love you, mate. I've just met you, but I love you. Come back to mine and I'll feed you mm. all of this food. I've just met you. I don't give a shit. I really like you, mate. Yeah. They're really hard on their sleeve about it. Well, in, in the people I met were. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. I think that's a good attribute to have. Yeah, that sounds welcoming. Yeah. So were you mostly around the south or? Yeah. We went, well, after that, we went to the Rocky Mountains for a detox. Yep. Don't have too many stories from there other than just looking at nature and being like, oh, wow, we're at a high elevation. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did get a nail in our tire, which was annoying. Yeah. And then we went to the mechanic to get it done. As soon as we go to the mechanic, there's a big sign at the front of the mechanic saying, no masks allowed. Oh. So I went, okay. We've got an ally. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck. Yes, this is no my one. guy. Fucking gonna have to take off my fucking Spider-Man suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no morph suits in here, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we were like, all right, let's not bring up COVID with this guy. Yeah. Let's just talk about other things, like how's the weather? Oh, he'll steer it for sure into that conversation. He, I felt at times he was trying to. Yeah. But we avoided it. Just like a thumb on the ass. You can just tell it wants to go in, but... <laughs> It's trying. It's trying to suss it out. It's a survey. (laughs) That's what they say about anti-vaxxers. It's like a thumb on the ass. (laughs) Yeah, you just never know. Yeah, you don't allow it to enter (laughs) the conversation. Uh, Thanks, Norman Swan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck. So yeah, Den. But Den. Then we went to Denver. That was pretty cool as well. Yeah, I like Denver. But just felt like a city. Yeah. Didn't fit. There were no real... Well, there were attractions, but there weren't major attractions. I don't think too many people go to Denver for maybe marijuana, but they're not going there for something very specific, I feel. Just felt like a big city with, you know, they've got a museum, so we'll go to the museum. Yeah. Is there anything special about the museum? Not really, but it's the museum, and it was a great museum. Yeah. But... Was it a museum of art? Art. You saw a few art museums. Yep. Yeah, I've seen so many art works lately, just pictures and shit. Yeah. Some of it's really cool. Yeah. But I'm all arted out. Like, I can't do <laughs> you're, anymore. You're done. Yeah. I'm yeah. done. I'm not. I like visual art, which I didn't like before. Sure. Or maybe the past year, I finally like appreciate it. I still, yep. like, I'm not going to go to the art gallery every month. I'm not yeah. that kind of guy. Yeah, I've seen it. Done. Yeah, it's I've seen fa- paintings. I, I didn't used to be into art. I'm not really into it um, yeah. now, but I did. When I was in high school, I got the opportunity to go. They were going up to, like, the Archibald Museum in Sydney, mm. the, uh, the art class. I wasn't even in the art class, but my girlfriend at the time was. Yeah. And she was like, do you want to, like, we have the option to take other people if you want. Mm. And I was just like, fuck, it's a day off school. Yeah. We had to meet up at the school, South Coast, 5 a.m. to be up in Sydney by whatever time, like what that was going to be, 9 yeah. or whatever. And walked around the museum mm. for two fucking hours mm. and then came the fuck back home. <laughs> that was, that was, that was it. it. That was like an up and back trip. Yeah. But... Yeah. 
the art in there was actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. One, one, my fa- cause they, it was like a display of those sections. One section was a lot of the stuff from the schools, like the, like high school, like HSC sort of marking artworks that had made it into the museum. Yeah. And there was a section there of classic art and like sculptures, all sorts of shit. Mm. And one of the artworks that was in there from a school kid mm. was one of my favorite artworks in there. Simple uh-huh. design, fucking awesome. So what they did. Yeah. Do you remember? It's not as common now, but when I was younger, they had like, um, like Warhammer and shit like yeah. that. And it came in like, uh, like, um, they call it a sprue. It's like basically the mold which the plastics all pour down into, mm-hmm. and like it's just like a rack of all the parts. You got to cut them all out and put it together, right? Yeah. Someone disassembled an entire push bike. Yeah. And then assembled it into like a rack, as if it was like an, a push bike you had to put together yourself, mm-hmm. and spray painted it all completely white, so it looked as if you had to pop it all out of the mold mm. and then put it together and then paint it ah. but just had it on the wall as like a disassembled push bike on a rack yeah um similar to like a warhammer yeah um piece yeah that's interesting i just thought it was a cool concept yeah. and it looked cool yeah do you have any do you have any shitty photos of it um i did <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've, I spoke about this on the podcast a few months ago. I accidentally deleted a um, bunch of data off a hard drive, mm. and that included a lot of those photos. So I don't have it anymore. But up until recently, I still had those photos. Like ten years later. Yeah, if only I'd known you nine months ago. Who the fuck knows, man? <laughs> you might in nine years' time delete your shitty photo of the fucking self portrait. Yeah, and go be talking about it on your own podcast by then. Mm. But um yeah i uh let, let's let's wrap up the um american tour yeah that's, uh, it's, yeah it's, it was, was long was there any um spots after that did you Just fly san back fran. Yeah, yeah san francisco san was there anything fran. in there yeah we saw mates that live in the area yeah live, one of them works in silicon valley one of them's at berkeley okay so just hanging out with them This is meant to be a fucking storyteller's podcast. Yes. I bring you on here. I, I'm fucking paying you this to is, do this in a few, in not but this is the this is the long away. awkward pauses <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you just give me this fucking dead air that <laughs> I won't remember where it was. I'm not editing that out. No, that, I wanted. I want that in there. Oh, fuck. That was a long dramatic pause to say I can't remember. <laughs> Too many. I'd like the stories aren't as good as the other ones, but we we, we hung around. Things went to baseball yeah. games and. Yeah, that sounds like fun, man. I, yeah. I, I'd love sort to. sights. I'd love to go to the States and do a trip there one time and have a look through, or multiple times, you know. I yeah. think, I th- like, um, I think that, from what I understand, it seems to be better to go multiple times and just focus on one area like you did with the South and yeah. then go back another time and do like the like east coast yeah and west coast and not try to do it all in one like nah. um it's too big a country for that yeah, yeah. I, I like that approach man i think that that's a cool way to do it um we got uh 
Yeah, go into a section now, a section of this podcast. Now, we, this is the Storytellers podcast. We've done a few stories so far, mm. um, but now we're going to tell a story um, as a segment. So you're ready for story time. Come on, grab your friends. We're all... I this okay. <laughs> the fun will never end. It's story time. There we go. Nick, have yes. you got a story for our viewers for the story time? Listeners as well. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I got a tale for you. <laughs> um, so, uh, first shift, I worked for a while as a te- at a temp agency for waiters. Yep. Where every time, uh, like a big venue has a huge event, then they bring us all in, and we're all hopeless and have no idea what the fuck's going on, and we fuck everything up, <laughs> and then we get paid. <laughs> yeah. One of those ones. We had that. Um, and this was my first shift with the temp agency. Yeah. I'd never done any bartending before, but they put me behind the bar. Mm-hmm. Did I have my RSA, which is the responsible service of alcohol? I think I did. Yeah. I don't know. Let's say I think I did and leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put me behind the bar. <laughs> Absolute shocker because I've never done any of this before. There's a coffee machine there as well. I don't drink coffee. Mm. I have no idea how to make a coffee. So I'm just hoping and praying that nobody orders a coffee. Mm. And it's only me behind the bar on my first shift. There's nobody to tell me <laughs> what to do. I've never made cocktails before and people are coming up and like, oh, can I have a mojito? I'm like, oh, if you tell me what's in it, <laughs> I can do that for you. <laughs> You're like the bartender from The Shining, just one person behind the whole bar. <laughs> yeah, like it was it was very weird. People were pouring their own beers because I had so much to do and I didn't want to line. Yeah. So I just be like, just come around and pour yourself a beer. <laughs> I'll set up the machine and we can streamline this whole process. <laughs> I did not get caught, thank God. <laughs> um, and the, the, the main story I wanted to tell was similar vein. Someone came to ask for a coffee. Mm. And I said, I've never made a coffee in my life. How do I do that? <laughs> I'll describe. And they didn't want. They were unwilling to come around because they felt that they were like eighty, and they're like, "Oh, I can't do that. Yeah. That would be that's breaking some sort of yeah, law." Yeah, I've broken a law really? if I do that, yeah. I, and I'm not going to jail again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've just got out. <laughs> Fifty years. <laughs> So there's this. <laughs> <laughs> they made a coffee 50 years yeah. ago. <laughs> so they they come, they wouldn't come around. Mm. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to have to describe the machine. And then based on that, you're going to have to tell me what to do to have this coffee. Yeah. And then I'm going to charge you for it. <laughs> even though you did all the work. <laughs> so I did all the levers. I did the frothing as well. Yeah. Because I think they had a cappuccino. Is cappuccino the one where it froths? Um, it's probably, Maybe. yeah, it's one of them. Yeah. Listeners right in if it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting interaction, Mark. <laughs> it's about effective interactions, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah um, so the, if yeah. the FBI is still listening, we need help on coffees here. <laughs> yeah. How do I make a cappuccino? <laughs> yeah. If anyone knows how to, how coffees go, it's people that fucking sit out the front of people's houses and watch them all day. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So they talked me through it. I the frother, I fucked that up so badly. Mm. Like it went everywhere. Because I think I like you know how you have the 
bubblers yeah. at school. And when you're on the bubbler and you put your thumb on it and yeah. then you can spray people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I did that with the mug, with the frother. Oh, right. Got yeah. it on myself. Yeah, I a think. little prank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little prank for myself. <laughs> just to get you through your shift. <laughs> yeah. Then at the end of the shift, I get to look like I've been in like some sort of incident, some <laughs> kind of war. Like, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened with the frother, bro. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, eventually the coffee was made. They were very unhappy because it tasted like shit because I fucked everything up, which was their fault. Yeah. Because they didn't teach me right. Yeah. It was their fault because they should have not been wearing thongs. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> fuck those people. Don't wear thongs. <laughs> you didn't. On a dance floor. You're lucky they got a fucking coffee and not a stomped on the foot. <laughs> I was an unusual bartender. <laughs> yeah. And that's the story. They got the coffee. They were unhappy. They paid. I got paid. So it was an event that wasn't all expenses paid, I'm assuming, at this point. No, this was a... Okay, so I'm assuming they didn't just... um, They didn't just pour the beers. They had to then pay you for them as well. Okay, so yeah, that's a double kick in the balls right there. Yeah. Yeah, or muff or whatever you've got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very inclusive. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah. I just I didn't want to rule out any of the Glenlivet sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> will not be part of this non-inclusive trash. <laughs> um, dude, I've, I've told stories throughout the entire episode about a whole bunch of retail and um, things like that as well. So I'm not going to, like, continue on top of that. I think that um, basically... It reminds me of my early days in retail, and I've already told stories from there. I've got a bunch more, but I do have a closer Ooh. for the podcast. Ooh. Now, I told you about this before, yeah, but it's the big un- unveiling. Um, we I found literally only about last night, uh, or the night before, but some some point recently, I found this video online. Now, yeah. I don't often scroll on TikTok because... It becomes obsessive. I start spending hours just watching short videos and getting that dopamine rush and then mm. going to the next one. And it's not good. Yeah. So my rule is I watch the first video that pops up when I open the app. Mm-hmm. And whether or not that's a good video or not, I call it. And then I oh. post whatever video I need to post and then I log out. It's a technique that I heard... Um, a comedian talking about on a podcast called post and ghost yeah it's where you just put up what you need to and then you like drop it so very healthy you're not just sitting there scrolling now i do still scroll on other platforms Mm. but they're not tend to be the platforms that draw you in as heavy as tiktok does for me yeah um now i don't always strike gold on the first video but the other day i did and I have this video here for you. Now, a lot of podcasts that I listen to sometimes do reviews and breakdowns and things like that. Um, and I don't really um, think that that sort of content that I'd be good at continually supplying. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky enough to supply what I do. So I found this. It's just the best beer breakdown I've ever found online. Um, so I'm going to show it to you now. We're going to describe through this video for the audio listeners, but if you do want to see the video, there'll be a link in the description which will take you through just to this section of the YouTube video if you just want to watch the the um, review section. So um, either way, we've got you covered. Now, mm. I get to show you the uh, the video that I found. Yes. 
quite keen for this. Yeah, so it kicks off. I'll tell you the backlog. Yeah. You can sort of tell by the video, um, but basically they f- this guy's gotten a free caravan mm. and they've been going through it and they find that there's a cupboard with a bunch of booze in it, a lot of which is homebrew. Yeah. Unbeknownst to either the seller knew that it existed and just wanted to get rid of it, or they forgot that it was in there and accidentally gave it away with the caravan, which is probably more likely. It could be either one of those or something else. So let's kick it off with the start of the video. Found a little bloody secret hidey hole here in this caravan I picked up for free. Already had a swig of that, that was worse than the Vegemite from 2007. So he's just held up a bottle of old, like, what's, like, whiskey maybe? Yeah. Um, and said that he already took a swig of that, and it's worse than the Vegemite. Now this leads me to assume that perhaps there's another video where he is reviewing other items that he may have found in the um, caravan, one of which could have been Vegemite. <laughs> But that's only up to me to um, theoreticize about yeah. because this is a repost onto a channel that isn't the original poster of this video. So I couldn't go back through and see if they had any others. Yeah. Also, I only already watched my one video for the day, so I didn't want to tempt myself with any others. Yeah. Do you reckon they have Vegemite in cocktails? There's got to be a cocktail with Vegemite in it. There probably would be. Tell me what's in it and I'll make it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll take a Vegemite and absent, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So he alludes to the fact that he did try something else and it was, this was worse than the Vegemite. Mm. So we're going to try one of these. Oh, BBs, they're obviously a homebrew, I think. So he's just picked up a bottle of VB that's got dust all over the neck and the label's kind of worn as indicating that the bottle's probably been washed before or it's just so old it's faded. And he realises that the lid on the VB isn't a twist top as it traditionally would have. So it's most likely a homebrew that's had the beer re-bottled inside the VB. It's basically an illusion of a VB with a different beer in it. His theory is that it's a homebrew. Uh, yeah, an illusory VB. That's a crime. That's uh, 10 years jail for that. Now, Nick, I'm going to throw it over to you. Yeah. Before I do this next part, can you explain to the viewers what sort of unit this is that like, is doing the commentary in this video? What's this guy look like to you? Hmm. Looks like one of those guys I saw in America who was jackhammering without headphones. <laughs> look at that look, that look in his eyes of like, I don't have ears anymore. I just have ringing. Yeah. Um, like tattoos, what do you reckon? This got, so you got like a demon on one side. Yeah, there's a demon. Um, you got a... There's you, a skull on, the, on his left arm that I can see. Yep, you see a skull there. You can yeah, see... Maybe he's into archaeology. <laughs> Demon archaeology. Yeah. Demonology. I mean, it's a growing field. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Um, I feel like after a couple of enchanted um, fucking finds in the caravan, you never know what might pop up. <laughs> um, he's got a high-vis singlet on and a pair of... 
West Tigers footy shorts and no shoes at all. This guy is asking to, for a bad day dancing at a disco. This man's feet are manky. They are as bad as Nick's feet were after the um, dancing. Yes. Yeah, they're probably worse. In probably fact. worse. No way to tell. Worse to which wear. Which is a shame. Unfortunately, I'd... this bottle is not Glenlivet, is basically what we're saying. Yes. I'd love to see the bottom of his feet. Oh, we see a little bit more <laughs> of the tattoo. Oh, it's, yeah. Um, it's flames with... It's actually a pretty cool design, but it's uh, it looks kind of like it's aged a little and it's dusty. Mm. All right. Let's whip this next part open. Quick side note. He pops the top off the VB, not with a bottle opener, but with a spoon. <laughs> that's, that's a level above whacking it on the side of a table. That is... Def classy. That is some... Um, tell me how to make it bartender shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Gives it a whiff. Pauses out and concludes that it's a stout because it's dark. Okay. Mm. And then stares off into the distance as if he's dissociating his brain because he knows what's about to happen may not be pleasant. Says, we'll see what happens and holds it to his lips for a sip. <laughs> he clearly doesn't like it. It's not good. But... Just oh like boy. all good stories, this has a punchline of sorts. The best yeah. part of this video is his conclusion of what he reckons may actually be the outcome of this beer. Might be better cold. <laughs> Might be better cold. <laughs> And because of that one video alone, I'm not ready to completely write off TikTok. It's bought itself another at least 12 months worth of fucking <laughs> scheduled videos. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that, that was good fun, man. Thanks for being on the show. No um, Thanks for having me. Nick Starkey has been doing comedy now for just like less than a year. Yeah, since May. Yeah, so, um, and already... Um, already able to put it together for a for a paid gig coming up on the 28th of september so the end of this month you'll be able to see nick starkey with a bunch of other comedians there's a link in the bio for tickets at the basement for 20 bucks it'll be a good fun night of comedy and comedy stories so um yeah thanks come for, along thanks for being on the show episode 97 of the mikey worthington comedy podcast cheers Don't buy me a drink just name names yes, yeah right big tony you'll get fucking thrown out of strip club with your floppy disk yeah, all day make people feel ashamed for shit all day <laughs> don't blow it into a hard drive yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep it simple no, count your money that they're not proud of just give me 10 bucks all right click did you hang up no i just said click